Welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I've been a Lost fanatic from the beginning. And I'm Anton, experiencing the mysteries for the first time. Join us as we start from the very beginning and make our way to the very end. This is episode 29, where we're discussing Abandoned from season 2 of Lost. What? They can't talk at all? If he talks, he's going to get us all killed. By what? Them? I thought they lived a day back that way. How about you shut your mouth and get your buddy over here moving? What happened to you people? You want us to take you back with us? Fine. But you want me to keep quiet? Then you need to tell me why I have to. They came the first night that we got here. They took three of us. Nothing happened for two weeks. Then they came back and took nine more. They're smart. And they're animals. And they could be anywhere at any time. Now we're moving through the jungle. Their jungle. Just so that you could save your little hick friend over here. And if you think that one gun and one bullet is going to stop them, think again. So shut your mouth. Keep moving. They took my son. They took a lot of things. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 29 of the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan. And I'm Anton. And today we're discussing Abandoned, which was a Shannon-centric episode, an awesome episode, a controversial episode Mm -hmm. to many. Um, There's so much to talk about here. uh, We've got voicemails and um, some pretty deep discussion we want to have, so let's get right into it. What's the first thing you have in your notes? Well, actually, the first thing I had was just the fact that um, Saeed's and uh, Shannon's relationship seems to be peeking back up again. I oh, mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's you know. uh, heating up is what I put in my notes. <laughs> yeah. You know, and up until this point, it seemed like she was kind of off in her own little world. And, and um, right. And, I, you know, it seems to me like maybe for whatever reason, they're, they're rekindling this relationship and uh-huh. it seems to be going faster even. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's... Um Definitely at a higher level than we've seen up to this point. Yeah. Uh, the next thing I had was a, a bit of a mystery here. Okay. Uh, the Tailies are sitting around waiting for Mr. Echo and Jen to get back from going to get Michael. Mm-hmm. And Michael shows up. Um, Mr. Echo tells them that he saw the others. And Libby says, did you see the kids? Yeah. 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 And I immediately thought of that teddy bear. Yeah. Right. And um, I can, that's all I can assume is that that she was talking about 
um, the the others um, had kids, had taken kids, or had kids of their own, uh-huh. or something. And right. I and like I said, I, I saw that teddy bear. So right, and I remember. I think when I first saw it, I it kind of creeped me out because I was thinking like maybe she was talking about some kid others yeah, who were particularly yeah. creepy. Uh-huh. Like, well, well, you saw the others, but did you see the kids? Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Like they were particularly evil and scary or something. Kids are always scarier yeah. in scary movies anyways. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, character bit here. Charlie is becoming, you know, pretty protective of Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, almost like he's becoming sort of a father figure yeah. to Aaron. I had that in my notes. And they kind of, so. they play on that more throughout the episode, how, you know, Charlie kind of feels like Claire has a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of, trying to compensate for some of those, you know, perceived inadequacies yeah. of hers. And, uh-huh. um, but yeah, he's definitely, uh, growing closer to the baby at least if, if not Claire as well. Yeah. I, I had that, um, that he became more fa- you know, fatherish type. And, um, to me, to me, it seems like, um, I don't know, kind of in a weird role too. Right. And, um, you know, it just seems like, I don't know, like maybe, he's he's almost overstepping well not almost he is overstepping yeah. his boundaries yeah i think it's definitely a little um you know forward of him to kind of fill this role that he seems to think claire needs yeah but she, but the thing is she doesn't seem too upset about it she's kind of said that you know some of the things charlie said he was actually right yeah and she does make a comment about how you know she barely knows the guy and all that stuff but she doesn't seem upset by no. the, the way he's been acting at all. Well, I mean, I think her comment was, it seems like everybody knows more about taking care of this baby than I do. Right. You know what right. I mean? Which it puts her in a bad position, but um, I don't know. It just kind of struck me weird that Charlie was, because he looked like he almost got jealous mm-hmm. at the time that Locke was like holding the baby. Yeah. And he's just kind of, you know, yeah. it was very awkward. And I was like, that's strange. It's kind of odd. I mean, both for him as a character and for the show in general. Yeah. Just that they're kind of going that direction with right. Charlie. And yeah, it's not one of my favorite things. Yeah. Um, we see Shannon working as a ballet instructor mm-hmm. in the past in Paris. Uh, she gets a call from her stepmother telling her that her, that her father has been in an accident. Right. Uh, they both get to the hospital and discover that Adam Rutherford, who we've mentioned before, mm-hmm. Shannon's father, had died. Um, I also noticed as the doctor is talking, we see Jack yep, walk by, Jack had that. Yeah. <laughs> which I hadn't noticed in the past, but yeah. So we, um, you know, said early on, um, whether or not we knew then that Shannon's last name was Rutherford. I've thought about since then and I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but I mean, I'm not sure when we've actually heard her last name, but, yeah, but either way it's done and over with now. And, yeah. and we talked about the fact that that was her father that was in the emergency room right. when Sarah was in there and. So, yeah, so now we're up to the point in the story where Shannon knows that her father's dead and um, all of the issues surrounding that, you know, start to come to light. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, um, obviously, it's just, um, it's weird knowing the backstory to some of mm-hmm. this, you know, like the emergency room, you see right. Jack, you know, you know, go to Sarah's side and save her life, but mm-hmm. yet... Yeah. Shannon's dad dies, you know, and you kind of know this and it's kind of weird to see it from all these different perspectives. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I mean, I'm, I'm sure other shows have done something similar where you get to see something from several different perspectives, but mm-hmm. it's uh, one of my favorite things about the show, how you get to see different characters' lives kind of, you know, intersect at different Definitely. points and things. Definitely. I think it's, uh, you know, a page of the whole crash movie yeah, type, right. you know, how they all inter- yep. in, you know, intertwine, so... 
Uh, the next thing I had, we find out that Libby, you know, in the Tailies uh, group, is a psychologist. Right. Uh, it doesn't really mean anything, but it's the little bit of information we have on them. We probably need to pay attention to it. A mystery here. Uh, Shannon lets Vincent the dog smell Walt's shirt, yep. you know, so he can track Walt down, and he ends up leading her to Boone's grave. Mm-hmm. What do you make of this? Well, you see, I was as I was watching it, I was trying to make something of it because I was like, it's obvious there's a reason why mm-hmm. Vincent leads her there, and and you know, to me, I only I could think of was that that she needed to put to rest some of the things with Boone, you know. Um, uh, that you know, and deal with some of that stuff before she could head on into whatever else was going to happen. But I, well, but you know, I just I couldn't really put anything to it other than the fact like, why would why, why I mean I would ask myself the question why would Vincent leave in there? I mean, right? No, I mean I have no clue. Yeah, obviously, Vince, you know, Vincent's not aware of her <laughs> personality issues. Maybe and her, he her, is. Her I need never to know over, to overcome Boone. But to me, it, you know, like if you think Walt's about been it, there or something, right? Or that, you know, uh, you know, I don't think it's literally Walt that she's seeing. Right. You know, obviously, because there's something weird going sure. on. Sure. Almost like he's some weird supernatural vision or being or something. And it's almost like, you know, whatever's causing Walt to appear uh-huh. is in some way similar or to, you know, Boone being in that grave. Yeah. Like he's dead. He's at a different level, yep. a different dimension, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. And from that same area or same dimension, whatever, that's where, that's where Walt Walt's is. coming from yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely it definitely points that direction. I don't know how that'll – I mean, I, it makes me think, is Walt dead? You know, yeah. I thought about that earlier. I was like, have they killed Walt? Because mm-hmm. obviously, like you said, we're not seeing Walt. You know, right. We're seeing this ghostly figure of him. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's, I mean, that's all I have. I'm pretty much lost on all that. Yeah. yeah, that's, I never really thought about it much before, but there has to be a reason why yeah. they, they had the whole scene of the dog running to Boone's grave. And, but we'll talk about that later. Um, Claire mentions to Locke that Charlie's been carrying around a Virgin Mary statue, mm-hmm. you know, which Locke is very interested in. Um, and he knows it's filled with heroin. He knows exactly where Charlie got it. And I just think it's interesting now that somebody else knows about the fact that Charlie has this heroin in hand again, even though he's supposedly over it. Right. I I mean, definitely interesting that Locke knows because Locke's the one to help him get through it. Right. To begin with. Uh, I had a, just before then, Locke had said something uh, that I kind of just liked the quote and Mm -hmm. um, said something to the fact that babies like the feeling of being restricted. It's not until we get older that we want to be free. Right. And um, then immediately after that, whenever Claire and him had a conversation about Charlie, uh-huh. you know, and I just, I like the, um, the, I like the saying anyways, because it's true. I mean, I was just thinking about that. Uh, I'm always thinking about how there's so, you know, so much difference in between babies versus adults. And right. that's true. I mean, there's so many things that I get as, as a, I remember wrapping my kids up as tight as I could get them, the more comfortable they were, right. you know, and now if I try to wrap them up in a the cover, they freak out, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, ah, right. you know? <laughs> so I just thinking to myself, it's like how much we do change and how on this mm-hmm. Island, it's that same thing. It's like these people trying to refine their freedom. They right. were restricted by something before they're driving them crazy. And mm-hmm. now this is a sense of freedom that they have. Right. You know, so yeah, great point. Um, I had to create a new category for this, Okay. Um, called what the heck is going on? <laughs> you know, Saeed tells Shannon, you know, while she's sitting at Boone's grave, 
that he knows how it feels to lose someone you love. Got it on my notes. Yeah. Dude, I'm, this is driving me nuts. I know. I mean, the only thing that makes any sense to me is unless he found something out right before he got on the plane. Literally, if they told him as he's walking down the run that they, you know he couldn't turn right. around, it's like, it, oh, just, by the way. Yeah. You know. <laughs> just so everyone knows, too, the reason this is really troubling, we had a conversation several episodes back about how Saeed um, knew that Nadia was alive. That's right. the whole reason he was on this plane from Australia to Los mm-hmm. Angeles was to see her. You know, he helped out the CIA with something they needed done. And in exchange, they told him where she was. So even when he got on that plane, he knew she was not dead. Yeah. And getting on this island, of course, he started this relationship with Shannon, which, you know, okay. And then now, you know, he's sitting there telling her that he knows what it's like to lose someone you love. And we assume, because we don't know anything else about Saeed, right. that he's talking about Nadia. Yeah, I mean... And that's that's the craziest thing for me. I had it on the air, and I'm like, it's exact thing, same thing he said to his friend in Australia, right? You know, and also it's just ever since he's been on his island, he's he's spoke of Nadia as if she is dead. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, no, you know, well, I thought she was dead. I mean, he's talked to um, now Shannon. And before that, he talked to Danielle. Right. And, you know, and then his friend, you know, just all this stuff points to the fact that Nadia's gone. And I just don't, I don't get that at all. I don't, I don't, I don't either. I would, that's one thing. Right now, out of all the mysteries, I want to know why it seems like Saeed has for, completely forgotten. Yeah, me too. That Nadia was, was alive. Yeah, in me this too. this show. Anyway, that's a uh, uh, <laughs> character bit here. Okay. Uh, we find out after Shannon's father had died, her stepmother refused to give her any money and pretty mm-hmm. much put her out on her own. Yep. Um, like the perfect, you know, quintessential wicked stepmother. Yeah, yeah. It was, that was awful because not only was she, I mean, in this episode, you see a different side of Shannon. Right. You know, I mean, even with Boone, mm-hmm. you see a different side. She wasn't mean. She right. was extremely nice, you know, seemed like she was a very loving, mm-hmm. passionate person. And you see kind of why she became what she became. You right. know, here she is, has this chance of a lifetime to take this internship. Right. And she's thinking, well, I've got an inheritance coming to me. And, and I'm, but and then she finds out that she's right. not. I mean, I was just so blown away. And I, I mean, one, one of those characters you can't stand and yeah. that's Boone's mom. You yeah. know, it's just like she's an evil, evil woman, you know. Yeah. And of course, you know, I think too it explains why she had sort of hostility towards Boone. Oh yeah. Because he you know job. he took that job and pretty much left her to where she didn't have any way of going to New York yeah. you know, City. He was trying to help. He was like, yeah. you know, I'll give you this and I you know and then he's he brought up the fact that well, my trust my fund trust fund's will gonna kick, kick in, in yeah. the rub it in the face, you yeah. know. But I did think it was good. Um, it's interesting to see, like, at that point, you know, Shannon was kind of in a mode of proving her worth. Right. She was going to prove to them that she could succeed on her own. Mm-hmm. But at this point, which is probably, what, you know, three, four, five years after that, yeah. um, she's ba- kind of back to total dependence again. Yeah. Uh-huh. We've, we've seen her with, you know, getting these boyfriends and then luring Boone in so he would yeah. pay him off and all this stuff. Right. So she, apparently, that didn't last very long. No. She kind of got over it pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of eager to see if they show any more of that because mm-hmm. there was a conversation that um, what was Boone's mom's name? Do you know or no? I don't. Uh, well, we'll just call her. She Boone's said name. it once, but I forget yeah. what it was. Well, she, they're having a conversation. She's like, "We'll just call her jerk face." Yeah, jerk face and jerk face <laughs> mom. Uh, <laughs> with so 
they're having this conversation. She's like, oh, last time it was this. This time it's, you know, ballet or mm-hmm. whatever. And she's like, you know, I've never seen you do anything more than for 12 hours other than sleep, yeah. you know. And <laughs> and I'm just like, well, maybe there's some truth mm-hmm. in that. Maybe she doesn't know how to work. Maybe that's what happens. She, she finds out. Right. She goes from one thing to the next. She's and, not yeah. able to, you know. Right. So. Yeah. It's um, To me, though, it seemed like, you know, this internship, she seemed to think it was like what she needed for her yeah, life. And I like, agree. And obviously she, it's kind of like the boy who cried wolf. She'd screwed up so many times in the past. This one time when she actually wanted to take it seriously, yeah. no one was there to help her out. Yep. That's, that's exactly what I thought. A mystery here. Um, they're making their way through the jungle, the tailies and Michael mm-hmm. and Jen and Sawyer. Uh, when Cindy, the stewardess from the plane just disappears, right? The others had taken her and they had no clue. Yep. Um, they then begin to hear the whispers. And I think this is the first time a group of people, um, not just a single person, you know, that we've seen has heard the whispers. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and this is also the first time we really get to see the, the others attack anybody. And they right. they just went in, grabbed her, and they were gone, and it, no one even knew it. Right, exactly. Yeah, I knew something's going to happen because it started to act like it was going to rain. Right. And it's like, well, somebody's about mm-hmm. to be, their life's about to be changed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what else you got here? Um, uh, on that, on that sense, on that ex- subject, I'm so, like, I don't understand what, what these others are doing. Mm-hmm. Like they're picking people off, you know, especially in this group. Right. They started with this large gr- amount of people and now it's dwindling down and it's Cindy out of nowhere, gone. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I'm like. Why, why her? Is there a reason to the madness or is it just random? Oh, she's the right. back one. Grab her, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I just, um, and, and the fact that they're so stealthy, you know, don't, I mean, she was there and she's gone now. Right. Um, I don't know. So. Well, um, this is the episode where, where Anna Lucia tells Michael what happened to him, right? The, let's see. Where she basically yeah, tells yeah, him the story yeah. about on the first night. Uh-huh. Um, you know. Yep. Three. Uh, it took three of us, or whatever, and then whatever, whatever, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. It says, uh, it says, what well, we see. Yeah, I got it on my notes. It says, uh, we're, I, they asked why they're scared. And, I mean, he's like, why? You know, I'm not gonna go any further, and I'm gonna stay quiet unless you tell me what happened. It says on the first night they came, they uh, I took thirty of them. It says. No, I think I, th- I don't think it was thirty. I think it was three. Or is that three? I think. And then it says, uh, then they came back and took nine more. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, and how many total was there? I thought there was. Um, she said there were twenty-three. Okay, of them. so that, that's yeah. right. It took three. I mean, it's typo, right. typo. Three of them, and then took nine more of them. Right. And um, and, and so yeah, this is when you get told that, and it's like, okay, why the first three? Uh-huh. Then why the other nine? Right. And now why Cindy? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. I don't know. It's, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah, and what I think is interesting too, we've already made several comments about how different the situations were between the one group of survivors and the other. But I wonder why that was the case. I wonder why it is that this group had such a terrible time and why the other group was, you know, pretty much left alone for, for most of their time so far anyway. Yeah, I mean, the, the, first, the first group is all intact except for those that have died, you know, because of other causes. I mean, other than Alden Walt. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
really. Yeah, that's true. I guess um, Walt is kind of the first person to experience the sa- a similar type of interaction with the others yeah. as this other group. So maybe they just hadn't got to that group yet. Maybe. That kind of thing. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, though. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> I mean, like I said, if I was picking a side of the island, I'd want Jack's side. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, you know, Saeed is chasing Shannon through the through the jungle after they've had their argument and he doesn't believe her and, and all that stuff. Um, and the rain is pouring. Mm-hmm. Um, she tells him that she's afraid he's going to leave her as soon as they get off the island. He tells her that he'll never leave her and uh, that he loves her. Um, yep. And, of course, I don't understand this. Um, and they begin to hear the whispers. Yeah. And um, they both see Walt. Yeah. You know, Saeed sees him too this time. Mm-hmm. And Shannon runs after him. Um, and Saeed is sort of like in a daze. Right. Like, and then he snaps out of it and runs after her and he's yelling for her and everything. And we hear a gunshot. Right. And Shannon comes out of the jungle and she's been shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like she dies. Um, Saeed looks up and it's Anna Lucia who fired the shot. Yeah. And it's interesting to look at what Walt was doing and his mm-hmm. he was telling him to be quiet. Right. He was shushing them. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm wondering, okay, did he knew, know that if they weren't quiet, this was going to happen? Right. You know? Or, you know, because, I mean, obviously, uh, something or another, he was shushing them for a reason, I think. Right. I mean, he wasn't just being weird. Yeah, yeah. It was either that... I've always seen it kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. Like, you know, he was standing in the exact direction where she needed to run uh-huh. in order to come into contact with that other group. Yeah. And so it's almost like, I mean, it isn't Walt himself making sure. these decisions, but whoever was controlling that vision of Walt, you know, wanted her to run after him in that direction. Yeah. I and to don't force get them the to come sh- into contact. You know, yeah. I, don't get the, I don't get that part. Like That's true. Uh, yeah, that's true. Why would it tell her, or why wouldn't he just make sure she saw him and then run yeah, off from exactly. the jungle so yeah. she'd come after him? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what threw me off. It's like, she was he was telling her to shush. And yeah. I thought maybe he was protecting her from the others because that's what... Uh, Anna was doing to the other group, telling him to be quiet. That's be quiet. true. Yeah, you that's know? true. Maybe, I mean, it could be that that vision of Walt didn't even realize that other group was there. Yeah. That's true. Good point. Yeah, so I don't know. It kind of threw me off because he wasn't talking in that weird language or whatever he's doing. Right. He was just shushing them. Mm-hmm. Anything else from the episode? We're going to talk about some more stuff here in a bit, but I want to get to some voicemails first. Well, um, the one part about you, you said appears that Shannon dies. Right. I already said, you know, be terribly disappointed if she is mm-hmm. dead, but it does appear that she's, she's dead. I mean, yeah. and, um, I, I didn't see it coming at all. You really? Know? Yeah. I just, for whatever reason, you just assume these main, I like with Boone, I, I'd assume I'd start with a certain amount. I would end with a certain amount. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, um, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But yeah. to me, like when Saeed was holding her, like, you know, it does does she, appear she to me, especially the way he was looking at you know Anna Lucia. Yeah, it, that was kind of a scary look. He like yeah. he reverted <laughs> like back to. I would have turned around and ran back into yeah. the jungle. I think no if kidding. I were her. It's like that <laughs> other is just. I guess, I mean, for Anna's purpose, she doesn't know they're not others. Right, that's true. You know, but Michael mm-hmm. and them obviously do. Yeah, I can clearly after we see you know or hear a little bit about you know what happened to them. Um, I can understand, you know, after hearing the whispers and yeah. they're in a really intense moment and the stewardess lady, I forget her name, was, you know, just kidnapped right before their eyes. They didn't even see it. 
they were kind of at a heightened state of alert. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, Shannon comes running through the jungle. That yeah. would freak me out. Oh too, yeah, you, you know? have a gun in your <laughs> hand, you're gonna pull the trigger. Right. So yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily blame Ana Lucia for doing it. No. Um, but it's definitely an unfortunate thing. That's yeah, for sure. I agree. Well, anything else? No, I think that's it. For well, let's now. get into a couple of voicemails. We've got a few of them here, and uh, we'll come back on the other side. Okay. Hi, this is Debbie calling from the Midwest. Um, I'm getting caught up on your podcast and listening to whatever the case may be. You had a question about how the song or the song lyrics could have been written uh, by, you know, if they were written by Danielle, who'd been on this uh, island for 16 years. The song, the fish movie, of course, was Finding Nemo, but the song was Behind the Sea, which was made a hit by Bobby Darin in 1959. And Yamasee yeah, is an English language version of the mirror, which was a French, so it was originally a French song written in 1943. So it's entirely possible that Danielle would have known that song. Um, as it had been a popular song in France, probably a standard um, in France, like Yamasee yeah, was here. Okay, bye. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. We I remember talking about that, and it was uh, yeah. It was oh, I, I like I think I we were talking about if the song would have been out. Right. Well, well, I think we were kind of talking about it as if it were a mistake on the yeah. part of the show that they had, you know, included this song from a movie that would have been released while she was on the island. And right. How, she, how would she have seen it? Yeah. But yeah, I I figured there there had to have been an old version or something, and that's why you guys rock. Cause yeah. You can, you can tell us these things that we. Absolutely exactly. do not know. So uh, thank you so much, Debbie, for uh, calling in your message. And uh, we have one more here. Hey, Anton. Hey, Evan. Um, my name is Harv. I'm in Northern California. I'm really enjoying your guys' show. Um, just a few things. Uh, the channel, the cable channel G4, and I think also the science fiction channel uh, this past summer started re-airing starting back from season one. Even though I have the DVDs, i been DVRing them and watching them, and I just uh, I'm in about the I'm almost halfway through season three right now, but it's kind of cool to revisit them. And I my goal is to get all the way up through all four seasons by the time season five rolls around. Anyway, just a couple things I um, wanted to point out. One of them was um, that in reference to the finale of season one that you guys just reviewed, um, the whispers actually those all those. Uh, the voices that make up the whispers have been deciphered. Um, I've actually got a couple books that actually break them down. I don't know if you want to go through the effort of looking that kind of stuff up. I don't know if you have the time, but uh, we, I believe maybe Wikipedia might have it. But they do break down the whispers, and they list um, individual voices and what they're saying. And it basically comes off as that that they're watching what's going on, and they're they're making their own individual comments. Some of the stuff doesn't make much sense, but they're basically watching the person that's being viewed or, I mean, whatever they're doing, going through the jungle. So, and like I said, some of it doesn't make sense, some of it does. Anyway, I thought I'd pass that along to you. You don't need to use the voicemail because I'm rambling. <laughs> anyway, talk to you later. Bye. Harv, thank you so much. Actually, your voicemail was um, more useful than you can imagine. Um, I mentioned early on to Anton, you know, I think one of the first episodes where we heard the whispers was very early on in season one. Mm-hmm. 
And I think I told you that, you know, yeah, these whispers sound like babble, but actually they're just reversed and there's people that have gone through and, you know, reversed them so they're the right way so they can right. hear what they were saying. And, um, you know, up until this point, um, it didn't really seem appropriate to do that because it was kind of seems semi-spoilerish. Right. But we've learned new things in the show. We're kind of further along in the storyline. So I thought we would go back and revisit some of these. So if you aren't interested in knowing, you know, what some of these voices are saying in these whispers, you can feel free to turn the show off now and we'll see you next time. Um, otherwise, uh, keep listening. So uh, the first one we can start with, obviously, because we're talking about this episode, uh-huh. is from Abandoned. And this is when uh, Saeed and Shannon are in the jungle. Uh, they're talking and they mm-hmm. start to hear the whispers out of nowhere. And what they've done is to help kind of dilute the voices so there's no way you can really understand them clearly is they have three different voices going at once. Okay. One on your left speaker, one on the center speaker, and one on the right speaker. Okay. And the left speaker one is saying, and this is, I think this is multiple people, um, says, relax, dude. And then one says, she likes the guy. Another one says, she's coming. And another one says, I don't know if I can run, but I can or can't yell. Uh, Shannon sighs. Uh, and then there's a scream, I guess, when she gets shot. Uh-huh. And then the voice says, dying sucks. And then one says, hurry up. And one says, shh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a center speaker here, and it's very similar. She likes this guy. Dying sucks. Hi, sis, is what one of the voices says. Uh, okay. um, here she comes. Here she comes. His mouth. She drives me crazy. Hurry up. I see eye to eye. And I see. So some of this stuff makes zero sense. Maybe we're hearing fragments of right. things people are saying. And then the right speaker <clears throat> here. Uh, relax, dude. She likes the guy. Um, what do you think we should do? She's coming. We should hide. We should run. Um, heard some voice. See ya or Lucia. Not really quite sure which one it uh-huh. is. Hide the scope and hurry up. So... There's some really interesting stuff going on there. But to me, it really lends a lot to your theory of them being observed by a scientific team. Yeah. Which got me thinking. You know, we've seen several examples now with, you know, the Swan Station Mm -hmm. and the Arrow Station. Right. Um, And there's, you know, been some talk about whether or not these are actual useful stations or if they're just meant to be experiments. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, so they can put people in there and see how they respond to certain situations. Right. Well, what if this island is a station? Yeah. What if just like these little stations, this island is just a place where they put people into it? Yeah. And then I watch how they react to different situations. Yeah, that's going back to what I thought this show's been about mm-hmm. the whole time. The You know, we kind of reinforced that with a dome around the island, pictures and images that we've seen. And, you know, I, I feel like this is a, a big rat rat uh, maze you know or you have mouse right. maze where you're watching these people react to different stimulus and how they cre- create or don't create um mm-hmm. these communities and and who takes leadership and and it, so i don't know i just it seems like maybe once again i'll probably look back at this and go wow i was way off but it just <laughs> so far i've reinforced my original thought of this and and the, and the whispers makes the makes it seem not as scary 
uh-huh. if you when you hear them translate it it's like right they're just talking right you know so i, I don't know like it doesn't, it's not as scary to me to know that they're just saying, hey, relax, you know, you know. Da, 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 da. Well, that's the thing, though. These may not be people that are sitting watching this in real time. That's true. We don't know if these voices are just somehow channeled from dead people, like the, hey, sis, oh, com- yeah, comment. Oh, yeah, true, yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean that these are real people saying these things. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. It could just be that they're, you know, able to hear comments coming from like angelic, all kinds yeah. of different sources. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, because obviously if it was Boone... Boone's dead. Right. You know, so, yeah, if it was Boone, then then there is some type of, like, mm-hmm. spirit right. realm here that we're not. And if that's the case, if all of these voices are spirit, you know, type voices, it doesn't tell us anything. I no. mean, we just know that for whatever reason they can hear them. Yeah. You know? um, but here's uh, here's another uh, short uh, tr- section of the voices uh, from when Echo, Libby, and Lucia, Sawyer, Michael, and Jen are all... Um, there in the jungle uh-huh, right before uh-huh. Shannon is shot. Um, who's this in the woods? Sawyer, Anna. I'm in someone's dream. Ich um, Nacht, which I don't know in German. Uh, she's heavy. Black rock, bring the boy. I'm in someone's dream. And the center speaker, look in the eyes, right? Do you see her? Or Lucia, I'm not quite sure. It's the brothers that help us. I can see eye to eye. Sawyer. Did she did she see? Bossier, Missy. <laughs> I'm in someone's dream. I know it all, I know it all. It's the eyes or Lucia. Um, I can see eye to eye, I'm in someone's dream. And then the right speaker. I know it all, I know it all. Uh, do you see her? Um, did she see Shannon? Hide behind me, bossy a missy. I'm in someone's dream. I know it all. Under the eye, or it could be eye to eye. It's the eyes. I can see eye to eye. She's bossy. I'm in someone's dream. Huh. Yeah, that clears nothing up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it really, like, um, I remember uh, it was the first part of season two, I think, when I started looking into these whispers. Yeah. Because you could tell, just if you've worked with audio much at all, you can tell when a voice is reversed. Just, right. Um, so I started looking around on some of the lost forums and, and things like that, and people quickly started to take these clips and actually reverse the audio so you could hear uh-huh. the people actually saying them, uh, right. not just read a transcript. And they are much harder to tell what they're saying when you listen to them. Do you think this is something that the writers intended for people to do? Oh, yeah. I think so. It was kind of this one of the things. It became very clear early on that the people that were like serious fans of this show, like were completely engrossed in it. Uh-huh. And they, they would spend hours online talking about it with other people and okay. people writing these huge drawn out theories and things like that. So I think part of this was to kind of feed that to those people who are willing to put in the work. They were going to put in things like this who may not be, obviously you don't have to know these to understand what's going to happen on the show. Right. But it's kind of like, okay, if you're going to be willing to work and put the time into it, we'll give you a little bit of information right. to help okay. clear it up. Okay. That kind of thing. But there are all kinds of these. And, and I'll probably go ahead and post um, a link to that. There's one page that has every single transcript of every single set of whispers in the show uh, so far. So I can put a link to this on our uh, show notes once we post the episode to the website. And you all can take a look. What do you think? I mean... 
great episode, uh, twist, you know, and, and, um, just, I, you know, I guess in the going back to the whispers, I have assumed so far, and I guess there could be another side of this, that the whispers were bad, you know, and right. maybe they're not, maybe it's a whole right. other element, you know, maybe mm-hmm. it's nothing to do with the others, you know, right. on the island. Well, but if you think, if you th- imagine it being a combination of, you know, five different people talking, right? Like maybe if Boone's dead voice is one uh-huh. of them. And, you know, the others are saying some of the things mm-hmm. or there's, you know, yet another group of people or whatever saying mm-hmm. some of the things like you don't know who's saying what. Exactly. Um, but there's still to me, there's a real sense of eeriness and scariness. Oh, there's def- definitely eerie and scary on any way you look at it. But yeah, I guess I've assumed up to this point that they were bad whispers mm-hmm. and maybe they're not. I mean, you know, they could be they could be trying to interact or you know it seems like something when something bad happens you hear the whisper Mm -hmm. but it could be the other way like a protective thing something's about to happen they kind of heighten their whispering so you can hear it and then but they've kind of dropped hints before about like what these whispers are like the Sawyer episode I forget what it's called where he's chasing the boar and it's basically you know he hears you know it'll come back around again yeah uh and they're so they're kind of hinting that at what these whispers are saying, you yeah. know, that particular one wasn't reversed, but to me, it's um, it's them trying to say there's something more to these whispers than just noise. Yeah, most definitely. And I don't think that they, you know, they sound scary, but I don't think they've ever really intended for them to mm-hmm. be, you know, something scary. Yeah, the it'll come back around again thing. I mean, I guess I could have looked at it from that episode, and I, you know, it right. seemed like I was pointing back to what he had done and uh-huh. all this stuff. I mean, it could have been very easily talking about the war. Right. It'll come back around again, you yeah. know, because yeah. like, <laughs> it did, you know, I mean, uh-huh. I, you just, I don't know. It's just like, it's got me all thrown for a loop at this point. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the bad thing about this show is, I mean, I think people who just kind of watch it casually and just kind of, you know, watch the episode wait uh-huh. a week and watch another one, they're kind of doing themselves a disservice and they're, they're missing a lot of the, the fun that there is to be had in oh, the yeah. show. But there's also the opposite extreme where, you know, people like, I remember they formed this group to try to transcribe all these whispers. And there was like these five audio engineers who volunteered to take and separate out the clips and reverse them and put them online and everything. And to me, that's, you know, it's almost, it's too much. You know, I don't mind going and then reading them and, you know, but I'm not going to spend hours trying to figure this stuff out myself. I'll get it on a message board and talk yeah. to people once in a while, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't even know. I would have just probably had I not known that they were ever translated. Mm-hmm. I just would have assumed it was gibberish probably. Cause I don't know enough about audio to know that it was in, in probably wouldn't have cared. I've been like, Oh, that's scary. Whatever. I mean, it's yeah. still scary yeah. that I know what they're saying in a sense, you know? <laughs> so yeah, I just think, I think it makes them just even more interesting yeah. knowing that there's some kind of sense and there's some weird source behind yeah, the whispers. Yeah, it definitely deepens the mystery. Yeah. So anything else about the episode? That's it. Liked it a lot. Yeah, it was a great, great episode and uh, obviously very controversial with the whole Shannon thing and we'll see what happens. But Well, everyone, thanks so much for listening uh, to this uh, 29th episode. We are coming up on the Big 30 and I, I can't believe it. Uh, We're going to be talking about uh, the other 48 days on Wednesday. Um, It's a great episode. It's one one of my favorites, really. It just sheds a lot of light on things. So until then, we hope you all have a wonderful day, and we will see you later. Thanks for listening to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. 
New episodes are released every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday morning at 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, if you haven't already, you can sign up and become part of our community at LostMysteryPodcast.com. Email us your questions or comments to info at LostMysteryPodcast.com. And please call our listener line at 765-439-4190 with your name, where you're calling from, and also let us know whether or not you'd like your comments to be used on an upcoming episode.